Welcome to the Pure Grace Podcast, Becoming Love. I'm your host, Nevi G. And in this first season of the podcast, you'll hear my evolution with my relationship with the divine and spirituality, which has a lot to do with becoming love instead of searching for it outside of myself. The episodes are short and sweet. And this season is for you if you're a spiritual seeker on a journey of self love and self mastery, a parent, a woman, a young woman anyone really curious about who I am, then this, this season is for you. I am a community builder and leader. I'm a certified coach and yoga teacher. I have a bachelor's degree in communication and a minor in psychology, as well as being a dance teacher, fire performer, DJ, entrepreneur, partner, and mother. I have an online membership, which you can join. And I have two transformational courses. One is Revive Your Essence and one is Luna Magic Method which is for moms and daughters about rite of passage into womanhood. My website is nevegrace.com, N-E-V-E-G-R-A-C-E.com. If you want to find out more about those programs, my Facebook page is Free Spirit Creatrix. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Ever Free Spirit. And I'm going to mention a YouTube video. My YouTube channel is Free Spirit Creatrix as well. I'd like to take this moment to thank you. I'm honored by you being here now and listening and investing time in the show. It's a heart chakra exchange, right? I'm giving, you're receiving. It's beautiful. I pulled the card today from the Wild Offerings Oracle deck by Tosha Silver called True Love. Your wholeness and safety lie within, not from a partner, but this sovereignty actually leads to the deepest intimacy for you to stop using others. Let me stand on my own feet, dear Lord, and know true love. In this episode, you'll hear me more in my discovery of true love, finding true love within myself, for myself, and not searching for it outside of myself as much, right? I'm getting there. So I hope you enjoy. All right. So in the last episode, I'm, well, I'll just do a little review I'm redefining who God is. At this point, I'm a little triggered by God being masculine. And I'm also a little triggered by certain worship songs, the way that when I go to church with my family, how there doesn't seem to be resonating some of the words like worshiping Jesus's blood. That doesn't really make sense to me anymore. God being male doesn't make sense to me. So I'm struggling a little bit still with how do I be loving and nice and act like Jesus to people that are judging me for not believing exactly what they believe. And so, you know, I'm redefining, you know, who God is and what my truth is. I'm becoming way less judgmental, although I'm still judging people at this point, but working on it, realizing that I'm doing it and trying to figure out like, how do I not do that? I'm learning a lot about different types of spirituality. I'm doing all these different types of meditations and chanting, as well as learning about other religious practices. And I'm teaching in the gym about the chakras. And I do this over and over and over again. And I'm teaching the chakras from the spiritual laws which are also called universal laws. And I'm just going to read these to you because these were really, really life-changing for me. As I was teaching about them, I was reflecting on my life and 
trying to figure out like, okay, how do I balance some of these energies? So the law of Dharma is everyone has a Dharma or a purpose in life. And by expressing your unique talents and using them to serve others, you'll experience unlimited love, abundance, and fulfillment in your life. So, right. Exploring my talents, figuring out how I can serve others, which for me at the time was mostly yoga law of detachment. So on a spiritual level, everything's always unfolding perfectly. That's the perspective. You don't have to struggle or force situations to go your way. Instead, you can intend for everything to work out as it should take action and then allow opportunities to spontaneously emerge. So I'm developing a deeper trust in the universe, in God, in all as well. And I'm becoming less attached to people, places, things, ideas, Okay. And then the law of intention and desire. So inherent in every intention and desire are the mechanics for its fulfillment. So when you become quiet and introduce your intention into the field of pure potentiality, you harness the universe's infinite organizing power, which can manifest your desires with effortless ease. The idea with intention and desire is to set your intentions and desires to be clear about what the calling from your heart and your spirit is and to know it's possible and then to release being attached to what actually happens, right? That's the detachment part. So then there's the law of least effort. So you can most easily fulfill your desires when your actions are motivated by love. And when you expend the least effort by offering no resistance. So in this way, you tap into the infinite organizing power of the universe to do less and accomplish more. So maximum, minimal effort, maximal benefit is kind of the idea with least effort. So it's just really getting clear with yourself, not resisting whatever's going on. And then there's the law of karma or cause and effect, which is every action generates a force of energy that returns to you in kind. So when you choose actions that bring happiness and success to others, the fruit of your karma is happiness and success. This is really where I, law of karma, I was thinking, man, I made a lot, <laughs> a lot of, at the time I call them mistakes. Now I just call them learnings. But at the time I was thinking, oh man, I've really, I've hurt men. I've hurt friends. I've, you know, done all these selfish things. Like I just partied and I was pretty crazy in my early twenties. And I was feeling like, wow, now I'm teaching yoga and I'm into all this spirituality. And I found a way to, you know, talk about spirituality and, um, spirit and all of, you know, yoga has given me a way to basically in my mind, reduce my negative karma. Like I was like, I'm just going to serve everyone. I'm going to teach classes. I'm going to let my heart guide me. I'm going to throw out everything that's helping me in hopes that it helps others. I'll teach yoga classes for free. I'll teach chair yoga. I'll teach. I mean, I did all kinds of stuff. And a lot of it in part was because I, I wanted to do more good than I had done not good, even though I don't really do. I don't really think in terms of good or bad anymore, um, just because it's very dualistic and judgmental. But at the time, I'm still thinking about like good and bad and just trying to do more good. Okay. And then there's the law of giving and receiving. This is the heart chakra one. So giving and receiving are different expressions of the same flow of energy in the universe. Since the universe is constant and dynamic exchange, you need to both give and receive to keep abundance, love, and anything else you want circulating in your life. This is the idea of you see a hummingbird on your porch, which I just did a few minutes ago, a really cute one. 
And I receive that into my heart energetically as a gift. And then I give a hug or a smile to a stranger, maybe not a hug, but a smile, right? And I'm giving some of that love I received from the hummingbird back out into the universe. So it's just having your heart chakra open, receiving, seeing everything as gifts, actually energetically allowing yourself to receive it. Like someone gives you a compliment, not shrugging it off, but just saying thank you and allowing it to really penetrate your being um, so that you were receiving. Receiving can be very challenging a lot of times, especially for women. Um, We kind of just shrug things off and we really need to receive that. At least that's what I've learned for me. And then there's the law of pure potentiality. Your essential nature is pure consciousness, the infinite source of everything that exists in the world, in the physical world. Since you are an intrinsicable, intrinsicable, I guess that's the word, part of the field of consciousness, you are also infinitely creative, unbounded, and eternal. Okay, so these laws, I was studying them, I was reading them over and over and over again, trying to figure out exactly how to live uh, these laws, how to have less attachment, how to produce better karma, how to give and receive, how to live into my potential, to share my gifts with others, to have very clear intentions and desires. I started doing that specifically every new moon, how to not be attached to the outcomes, Um, really how to become less of a victim and more of a creator or a creatrix. So that is kind of what's going on in my yoga classes. I'm really, I'm doing the Ayurveda stuff and then I'm doing the spiritual laws and I just keep teaching them over and over again with the chakras. And there I'm living those practices as I'm teaching them. And each iteration, every time I go through the chakras, I'm getting better and better with my own expectations and my own energy and getting clearer. So I'm running the yoga studio. I'm going to Centering Prayer, teaching weekly blues lessons and DJing, which is so much fun. I'm going to the Ayurvedic yoga therapy classes. I'm into acro yoga, traveling around doing acro yoga stuff. I'm teaching bhakti yoga on Sundays because church doesn't really resonate for me anymore. I'm still studying with my Ayurvedic mentor and becoming more self-reflective and honest with myself through all of this. And I have several amazing girlfriends now. I've got some really cool ladies coming to yoga and I'm making friends with them. And I also discover around this time through the dance community that polyamory is a thing. And I'm curious about that because I definitely didn't, I wasn't raised with that, but I'm starting to meet people who have open relationships or multiple relationships and how they deal with their jealousy and their love. And I'm realizing that this kind of resonates with me because as far as having a spiritual sexual meditation practice, I'm not really feeling like love should be limited. I'm finding that I have a new type of love for anyone that I'm having this mindful sex with as a meditation. And I'm considering that jealousy may be a low vibration and a frequency of insecurity or lack of abundance in the universe. So I'm kind of juggling all these different things and I'm 26 at the time. Um, And I basically decided that to be open, there's no need for me to have all the answers for spirituality, for life, for truth, that I just need to work on myself and loving myself and loving others. And I don't have to figure everything out. So there's a detachment. I let go of being so attached to finding definite answers. I'm just like, okay, I can, I can love myself and love others. That's what Jesus did. And I love Jesus. And I I'm referring to him now as Yeshua. 
So I'm like, yeah, I love Yeshua. And this is, this is what he was about. This is what I'm going to be about living it and not, you know, not really worrying about what other people are doing. So I'm also, you know, yoga basically is teaching that you're not your mind, you're not your thoughts and that you can control what you think. Right. So I'm reprogramming my mind while I'm exploring all these different things and exploring my spirit through the different um, modalities and religions and um, practices. So at this time, (laughs) that was a long recap, but here we go. I meet the third important person that comes into that yoga studio room. And just anyone listening that was in that yoga studio room, you are all important. (laughs) Those classes were life-changing, teaching those classes and being with that community. So you know, if you're one of the pe- people that are, were in that room, but I'm not mentioning, don't worry, you are also important. So I meet this person. He comes to class in January of 2014, and he's like really like buff, strong, attractive guy, which, you know, young, attractive men weren't really coming to my yoga class. It was mostly women of all ages. And he started busting out like handstands and forearm stands and arm balances. And I'm thinking, who is this character? Like, I feel something. It feels like maybe a soul recognition with him and my spirit's alerted. It's like, okay, there's something going on there. I don't think it's just attraction. I think this, there's something else going on. And so he comes up to me after class and he's like, thank you. That was an amazing class. You're an awesome teacher. Like, do you have a few minutes to chat? And I was like, okay. So we start talking and um, we exchange our um, some information so that we can talk later. And he's like, I just have to tell you before you go that I had a spiritual premonition this morning that I was going to meet someone really important in my life today. And I believe it's you. I'm thinking, oh, that was, that's pretty forward, but okay. <laughs> like, all right, cool. And so, you know, he goes off and whatever, he comes to yoga sometimes and when he does, we talk after class about things and, you know, he's starting, he's been discovering similar things to me. So there's just this deep resonance with him. I'll get back to that in a second. So at the same time, <laughs> all of this is happening. Seems like, wow, how did I do so much in my early twenties? I don't know. Um, my mom says that I, it's probably going to be hard for me to get pregnant and that I should probably start to try. So I decided to try. And I asked the guy that I was seeing at the time if he would be willing to raise a little person with me if I got pregnant. And he said, yes. And I said, okay, because I don't really have like the financial means to be raising a person, but as long as you're going to help me, I think we can do it. So after about nine months of me living Ayurveda and balancing my hormones, paying attention to the moon, I become pregnant. And when I get pregnant, I go a little emotionally crazy. There's a few things in my life that are challenging with my spirit and my path. And I know I need to focus now on this little soul coming into the world. It's very important. I have very strong family values. My, my family, the way I was raised, it's like your family is so important. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to have a family. It was just me wandering around the world, exploring all these things. And now I'm going to have a kid. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. And I start to feel trapped because I've learned so many new things about God and spirit and energy. And now I'm pregnant with someone who's really from my past and believes more of the things that I used to believe or that, you know, we were raised with. And then I'm not, it's not really resonating for me anymore. So I'm sort of like, oh man, we don't have the same values or the same lifestyle. And now we're going to have a baby together. So I ended up leaving the yoga studio for a few reasons and focusing on my 
connection with my son's father. And I was not planning on marrying him at any point. My Ayurvedic practitioner, not my mentor, but the practitioner told me that I needed to keep my son. Well, I didn't know he was my son yet. Well, I kind of did. All right. I'll just pause for a moment. So I had a dream that I was pregnant before I ever took a test. I knew I was pregnant and I also knew that I was going to have a son, um, even though I'd never found that out either. All right. So back to the story. So I know that the Ayurvedic practitioner says you need to be keeping the father close during your whole pregnancy. You need to be with him. You need to hang out with him. You need to focus on him and the baby and not focus on the yoga studio or any of these other things going on in your life, which is one reason why I left the studio. And what he also said is that according to Ayurveda, when you are pregnant, you have the most influence on your child and their personality, like who they're going to be. Like, yes, there's nature and there's nurture, but there's pregnancy. And he's like, this is not taught in other, you know, practices. It's not really taught in Western medicine, but your, your emotions and your, your hormones and what happens to you while you're pregnant is really what affects this little person. And I was like, whoa, I took that very seriously. And I started to really focus on staying happy, even though for my first trimester, I was pretty confused and a little bit like, oh my gosh, what did I do? <laughs> Why am I pregnant? This is, this is a horrible idea. Kind of what I was thinking. And thank you, mom, for calling me and calming me down practically every day of my first trimester. So I'm pregnant now. I'm teaching yoga still at the gym. And that, that guy that had come to my class, he and I our friendship starts to really grow. We start talking whenever he comes to class, we talk after class and we start talking about all kinds of things. I mean, things that I was into, like I shared a lot of the stuff that I was into. I asked him, you know, what he thought about being, you know, poly and like multiple relationships. And, you know, we just, we talked about all the things that were on our minds and hearts and spirits. So aliens, timelines, dimensions, quantum physics, spirituality, new age movement, um, 3d, 5d self-ascension, just all a lot, very, very spiritually focused, uh, conversations. I think we talked about conspiracy theory, Sue. I mean, we pretty much talked about everything. And I remember one time we were talking at the cars at, you know, outside the gym after yoga. And I was like, I'm pregnant and I'm hungry. (laughs) It's like, if you want to keep talking to me, that's fine, but we got to go get some food. So I'm getting, you know, bigger and rounder during all of our spiritual conversations. And I'm really feeling like, wow, I'm really connected to this person. I'm not sure what this is. And after a while he comes, I think he came to class or maybe he called me. I'm not sure, but he was like, Hey, I just discovered this thing It's called twin flames. I said, Whoa, that sounds kind of intriguing. What's twin flames. And he said, well, what it, what it says online is that twin flames, it's when your soul splits and you go through lives simultaneously, but you're one soul, but you have different bodies or different incarnations. And I'm like, well, that's really cool. And I'm just kind of staring at his eyes. I'm like, uh, and he's like staring at me. He's like, I think we're twin flames. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, based on what you're telling me. And so we do a bunch of research on twin flames and like the energy and how connected you are and how easeful it is. And then also like how challenging it would be to actually be together in real life because there's that's just the way the twin flame journeys go 
it's like a you have to like surrender all of your ego and to actually come together and do your spiritual dharma work um so you know that was not the path that we chose but it was very interesting to discover what twin flames were and and to do that with my twin flame because i had no idea about any of that so right now on the soul on the planet a lot of souls that are twin flames are reincarnating at the same time in this timeline that we're in because there's so much unconditional like love and spiritual energy when twin flames are around each other that it's supposed to raise the frequency or the vibration of humanity. So a lot of twin flames, like if you Google twin flame, you're going to find a lot of stuff because there's a lot of twin flames on the planet right now. And one of my teachers, actually, they, I discovered them while through our conversations, a lot of stuff that I'm into now, I discovered through my conversations with my twin flame. And one was, you know, like Matt Kahn, we discovered Matt Kahn together. I started listening to Sri and Kira, started listening to Sandra Walter and her self-ascension stuff. And like, you know, we, we would just basically send each other spiritual videos all the time and then be like, yeah, this resonates, or I like this part of this, or listen to this minute of this one thing. And, you know, and at the same time, we're reflecting on our on our issues and challenges and sharing some of those things with each other as well. Like, man, I need to get over this and I'm still feeling too attached to that and so on and so forth. So our friendship is feel like this really strong spiritual and love pull towards one another, but he has a family. I'm about to have a family. I'm super pregnant. Right. And it just wasn't, you know, it felt like, well, why is the universe, why did the universe have us meet now when we're already committed to other people and doing other things? And for me, I can't speak for him, but for me, the reason that he came at that time with one, I was in kind of a rough place when I got pregnant. And so I think he was emotionally available to uh, comfort me and to keep my spirit on the path that I was already on instead of just falling back into everything that I knew because I was pregnant and I was, you know, trying to figure out like what to do. I guess I was like, I guess I need to get a house and like have a baby. And <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I was very, it was like a hard time, but it wasn't as hard because he was there. So that was one reason I think that the universe brought him into my life at that time. Another is for our self-ascension journey. I think that we both um, went through a spiritual self-ascension during that time when we were talking and hanging out at yoga and also to teach me to love myself on an even deeper level. I definitely learned more about really loving myself through that friendship. So while this is happening, I'm not going to the doctor. So I'm going to share a little bit of my birth story, although there's a YouTube video on it if you want to watch it. Um, so I'm, I don't go to the doctor. I go to a midwife. She says, I don't need to go to a doctor. And I'm like, phew, because I don't really like doctor and I don't really like hospitals. Um, and she's like, yeah, no need. Just, you know, take care of yourself, take your um, prenatal pill, eat healthy food, keep working out and doing yoga and swimming. And I was very active while I was pregnant. I was still teaching a lot of yoga classes and I started doing a birth class. So with my son's father, we did the birth class and kind of, you know, discovered what it was going to be like to have my son at home, laboring at home. And so, yeah, I never had an ultrasound. I did not know his gender and I had my son at home. I caught him myself, which I'm very proud of, um, and discovered he was a boy. <laughs> 
because no one told me like, oh, it's a boy. Like I looked down and was like, oh, there's a penis there. All right. He's a boy. Um, <laughs> and so that was a really special labor felt like a trip. It felt like a, uh, I guess it was a 10 and a half hour trip for me. And every time I felt like I couldn't make it any longer, my brain would release endorphins or hormones, uh, whatever it was that I needed oxytocin. My brain was just like, here you go. Here's a hit of this. Every time that I felt like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Um, so it's really interesting to think about. And, you know, if you've had a child, you can reflect on your birth story or what you've heard other women talk about um, as far as, you know, just, I feel like at the hospital, they're very eager to get you in and out and give you drugs. And I can testify your body can do it. You don't need anything. Um, so that was a pretty magical experience having my son. And I want to thank my father, my son's father, because he was there help holding my hand, helping me the whole time. And so was my mom. She was taking pictures, which I thought was weird at the time, but oh my gosh, I love seeing my birth pictures now. They always make me cry. Um, so that was really precious. And I think that that is probably a good spot to end this episode. Yeah. Let's start with after I have this little baby and what happens next. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you on the next one. It looks like our time has come to an end. So until we meet again. I'm sending you love